Welcome to Braided, helping you balance tradition in an untraditional world. This is a show where we gather and talk about all things faith, family, and business. I'm so glad you joined us. So I have to admit, I almost moved myself into the living area because as y'all can see, we finally got our fall stuff put away, but now we have our Christmas stuff behind me. You can even see right above my head, our Christmas clothes. So all my Christmas sweaters, my Christmas pajamas. <laughs> um. But, and then my little, my little rower is also right behind me. Um, so it's a disaster in my office, but it's an even bigger disaster in the living area <laughs> trying to get everything put away or we had lights all around the house. So it's just no matter where I go today, it was going to be a mess. So here we are. I hope y'all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Um, obviously, I wasn't on here um, after Christmas that week between Christmas and New Year. I don't know about y'all, but it's just always, it's already always one of just one of those weeks. You're still in the holiday mood or mode. Um, but on top of that, we just kind of had some family things going on. Um, I had a cousin pass away, sadly, so please pray for my family. Um, and it's just been, I don't know, it was just an off week, a very sad week. Um, I was sad a good portion of the week, if I'm being honest. Um, I was actually sad on Christmas. Um, it was so crazy because we had such a joyful December, um, in which we had a joyful Christmas too, don't get me wrong. Um, but it was like on Christmas Eve morning, it just felt like we got the wind knocked out of us. So much started to happen. Um, but God is good and we did feel him in our presence and we did celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, um, we still, you know, we still enjoyed, um, our time. And even as we were closing out our Christmas day that evening, Darren and I looked at each other. I got him a GameCube for Christmas. And we looked at each other and we said, you know, in spite of everything that has happened, um, this was still one of the best Christmases. Like God is still so good. We still see 
his joy and who he is and what he did um, for the whole season. I mean, we just had, y'all don't understand, we just had such a blessed Christmas season. The month of December was just breathtaking. It was amazing. Um, um, but that's okay. I mean, that's life, right? We, we're on the mountaintop one minute and then in the valley the next. Um, but nothing nothing compares to our the love of God. And he is the same today, yesterday, every day, in the future. He is going to be the same. And so we held on to that truth. We celebrated our this birth of our Savior and what Christmas represents. And we, we still enjoyed it. So, um, but yeah, so we were playing um, Mario Kart and we were just like, you know, it did no matter what, it was still good. So, um, so I hope y'all had a great Christmas. Um, our New Year's was, um, was really good. Um, Darren was home for the whole evening. Um, normally he will be home. I take that back. Last year he wasn't home by midnight. Um, so I rang in the new year with Holly um, well, actually all the dogs, we did have that night. We had all the, all the dogs in because <laughs> I was like, I ain't spinning the new set. So a lot of times they're outside playing because they don't like to be inside. Holly likes to be inside most of the time, but the, the other three, uh, y'all, we have four dogs. I, I, I can't believe it. We have four dogs. Anyway, um, <laughs> they like to be outside the majority of the time, but anyway, um, but anyway, so he got to be home for the whole evening and we had a really nice dinner, um, came home, played Mario Kart. <laughs> it's like our new obsession now. Um, and just really had a, a, a wonderful evening in. If you're from West Texas, you know, the, the weather started to get cold that day. And then I think we started to get snow. Was it that next day? Yeah, I think New yeah New Year's Day, we started to get snow because we were out eating and Thankfully, we were sitting in front of a big window and I look up and it's just white snow just falling down. It was beautiful. Um, so anyway, so ready and excited for 2022. I hope that you guys are ready for your 2022. Um, I think that we can all have find hope. Um, it's been a really weird couple of years, 2020 and 2021 for obvious reasons. Um, but our hope is in the Lord. Um, and so I'm going to do, I'll probably do another podcast later. I don't want to get into like, um, like my new year's goals or, uh, my word or anything like that. I'll probably just do a separate show for that. But I will say that God has really been just stirring in my heart. Um, and I'm so excited to share that with y'all, but for now, we are going to dive into day 22. Since we're not in a rush anymore trying to get to Christmas Day, um, we're just going to take it one day at a time. So hopefully I'll be able to hop on here um, every day for the next week um, and we can finish this out. And then I've really been praying on what I want to do with, um, you know, moving forward because we've been doing this. I've been doing this, um, throughout the weeks, you know, just hopping on when I can and doing a devotional. Um, but I'm, I've been really praying through that and, and just asking the Lord, is that what he wants of me? Um, is that what he wants me to do at that time? 
um, that I spend with you guys because I still want to provide something for y'all. And so I'm just praying through that. We'll start doing braided live again. Um, I've been going through planning and scheduling um, interviews and, and things like that. So we'll get back to that for sure. Um, but yeah, just as far as, as me going solo and talking to y'all, I've been really seeking the Lord and asking him, what do you want for me when it comes to that? So let's dive in and get going. So day 22, communion. Today's reading, Luke 22. Other passages to ponder, but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Isaiah 53, 5. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 24 How many times do you suppose that night was replayed? replayed in the minds of the disciples. Did the impact of Jesus's actions have an increasingly greater place in their lives as they grew in faith over the years? Susie Larson. Though his betrayal was in motion, Jesus served communion. He reclined at the table in the presence of his enemy. Jesus knew that in a few short hours, he would face rejection, torture, and execution. And with the longing and passion of his humble heart, he looked forward to getting his disciples around the table for the sake of communion. Before his followers had a chance to be traumatized by the devil's evil schemes, Jesus put a flag in the ground. He essentially said to them, remember this, remember us, remember that the enemy hasn't taken my life. I have freely given it. Remember that though your ba badness once disqualified you, the Father's goodness has saved you. This is the new covenant. Remember that though I am well aware of what lies ahead of me on that cross, my deepest desire beforehand is to be with you, break bread with you, and remind you that my promises are true. Though schemes are being devised behind my back, I want you, my beloved ones, to see my face. Oh, the love of Jesus. I just can't get this phrase out of my mind. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and broke it, saying, This is my body, given up for you. As if that night was one seamless, kingly piece of fabric, Jesus served, loved, and amidst the plan against his life, reminded us to remember him. Outside, the soldiers were receiving their orders to find and capture a rebel. Inside, the king of the universe was preparing to go to the cross. Empty accusations, kingdom response. One day, author and pastor's wife, Kay Warren, joined me on my radio show. She shared this insight with our listeners. My paraphrase. During our time this, uh, on the side of heaven, our joy will always be accompanied by some kind of sorrow. Like train tracks that run side by side, joy and sorrow are so often equally present in our lives. But one day, if you look in the distance, you'll notice how the two tracks become one, and all we'll know is joy. No more sorrow. So often our holidays feel that way. No, a mixed bag of joys and sorrows. If we're not careful, we'll get so caught up in our momentary disappointments that we'll miss the sacred, beautiful changes taking place around us and within us. 
Pay attention to your journey. God's grace is a daily provision for you. His strength is constantly at work within you. His way is a healing and maturing pilgrimage. At various times along the way, when you're ready, he'll lead you back to your painful memories so he can bring redemptive truth where destructive lies have taken up residence. Consider Peter for a moment. He denied Christ while warming himself by a bonfire. Several scholars have noted that if not for Jesus' loving intervention, Peter would have been continually triggered and possibly traumatized every time he cooked over a charcoal fire. Think about it. Jesus had been unjustly accused, roughly taken away to be condemned, and then killed. Peter gave up everything to follow Jesus. He knew Jesus was the Messiah, loved him immensely, and yet when his own safety was on the line, Peter abandoned Jesus. He knew right away he'd blown it. He wept bitterly. You can be sure the enemy condemned him fiercely. How do you recover from something like that? When Jesus, with Jesus, you can and you will. After the Messiah died and, and rose from the grave, he appeared to many people on several different occasions. We read in John's gospel about how one day Jesus appeared to the disciples disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. He yelled out to the disciples, catch any fish? When they said no, Jesus told them to try again. This time they caught so many fish, they didn't have the strength to haul them into the boat. These kinds of miracles don't just happen. Suddenly John's eyes were opened and he said, Peter, it's the Lord. I laugh out loud with great joy and celebration. Every time I read how Peter didn't wait for the others, didn't wait for them to paddle in their way down boat, he whipped on his tunic, jumped in the water, and paddled to the shore to see his Lord. Don't you just love that scene? Guess what Jesus had waiting for Peter on the beach? A charcoal fire. He brought Peter back to that whole sensory experience to give him a new memory. Peter stood by the warmth of the fire. He could smell the charcoal smoke, and in that moment, he looked up and saw Jesus's love, affection, and acceptance with no hint of condemnation. Jesus grabbed Peter by the shoulders and said, Peter, do you love me? For every time Peter denied Christ, he was given a new chance to affirm his love for his Savior in a setting where God's grace abounded for him. Don't you just love our Lord? We will find ourselves on occasion in scenarios that seem too much for us. We'll react in ways that are beneath us. We'll be prime candidates for condemnation. Do we dig ourselves out of the hole? Talk ourselves out of our self-contempt? Not at all. We make our way to the table of grace and we have communion. We repent of our sins and we look to Jesus. Jesus is amazing, saving, and redemptive grace. We don't rehearse our badness. We remember his goodness. And as we walk intimately with Jesus and follow his lead throughout our life, we'll find that he sometimes brings us back to those places of failure, pain, or betrayal so we can acquire new memories of his victory, healing power, and undying acceptance. Jesus called us to remember backward, to look back and remember what actually happened with Jesus. He died for us, defeated death, and rose from the grave. Yet when Jesus served communion, he was remembering forward. 
He's not limited by time or space. He knew what he was about to make available to us. He knew that the impossible was about to become possible. He knew that an epic story was about to be unleashed into the world and that the gates of hell would not, could not prevail against it. He went the distance on the cross so that we could reign with him. Let that truth sink deep into your bones. Do not fret if your Christmas season isn't as you hoped it would be. Rejoice that you serve a living Savior who's working even now to heal your soul and redeem every aspect of your story. Prepare him room. Precious Lord, I can get so caught up in my moments of sorrow and sadness that I sometimes forget about your goodness. You have redeemed my soul and you're in the process of redeeming my story. I pause this day and I remember your sacrifice, your gift of life, and the victory you won for me on the cross. Help me to sense your presence today. This Christmas season, help me to immerse myself in the thoughts of your goodness. You have no rival. You're the King of Kings and you love me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Look up. Fast from condemnation. Refuse to let your sorrows swallow you whole. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's a grace in this place just for you. As you walk with Jesus, you're moving forward, upward, and onward to that day when every tear will be wiped away. So today, don't lose heart. Take heart and be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. That is so beautiful. And it's I, I had one of those like moments I started to tear up. But I stopped myself from crying. I had one of those moments just now as I was reading um, the prepare him room portion about redemption because over Thanksgiving, my sister gave me a book about redeeming your time. Like re it's called redeeming time, I believe. And I, I don't know who the author is, but um, it's such a good book. And it talks about that, how how Jesus will redeem, like we are redeemed from our past because there, most of us, if not all of us, are we're holding on to something from our past, um, whether it was um, a mistake we made or somebody hurting us um, or a bad childhood or an addiction. Um, oh gosh, Holly scared me. <laughs> um, there, there, most of us have something in our lives that we wish we could erase, um, or a lot of, maybe some of us have a lot of things and that's okay too. But, um, when we receive the Lord and, and we can understand that he redeems our story. He redeems us. And so I want to read that again. And I just feel like I had one of those like full circle moments um, because um, after I like, it took me a while to even pick up the book because I, you know, I'd never heard of the author. I didn't really understand what the book was about. Um, but I ended up reading it like a couple of weeks after she gave it to me and I could not put the book down. I read the majority of it that night and then I finished it the next day, but I Marco Poloed her. Um, if for those of you who don't know what Marco Polo is, it's kind of like a video um, walkie talkie type deal. But anyway, um, and I was like, you have no idea what this book 
did for me. Like, I literally feel a life change <laughs> with this book. And it was so much to where I had been having some like some stomach issues where um, I, and I didn't realize it at the time that perhaps it was anxiety. Um, but anyway, I was like, I went through some of those prayers and ever since I haven't had any, any side pains or stomach pains. And I think that it was like, it was a part of that. Um, and so we, her and I got into a discussion about redemption and, and how as Christ followers, like we have to understand what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. I mean, that's a part of it. Um, so let's let's read Prepare Him Room again. Precious Lord, I can get so caught up in my moments of sorrow and sadness that I sometimes forget about your goodness. You have redeemed my soul and you're in the process of redeeming my story. So remember that, ladies. He is in the process of redeeming your story and and, and, and it's like no coincidence that I read this chapter, day 22, <laughs> um, in 2022. Um, but just just both of those things, the redemption and the, you know, having kind of like a good and a bad Christmas season. Because ours started out amazing. And right on Christmas Eve, it just took a turn of events. and. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it ended up not being bad because thankfully Darren and I are led by the Holy Spirit and we're able to continue to find the joy no matter what's going on. And so we did that and we're so thankful for the Holy Spirit in our lives. We're so thankful for God in our lives because that could have ended up getting, being, it, we could have ended up letting it ruin the rest of our year. And I mean, even going into the new year. And so I'm just so thankful for God. He redeemed our Christmas, even though it felt at the time, like, oh gosh, what is happening? Um, so just a wonderful, wonderful, another great, um, Advent day, um, so anyway, I know we're doing this after Christmas, y'all, but like I said in the description, let this be a reminder for us to carry the Christmas spirit and the story of Jesus and what was done for us in the manger and on the cross, which we're, we're soon going to be into Easter. We'll, we'll be recognizing that, but let this be, let us, let us take this into the rest of this new year. Of, of having the spirit of Christmas in us at all times. Um, so I love y'all. I hope y'all have a good rest of your day. And we will be back with day 23, hopefully tomorrow. And we'll, we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please visit us at www.braided.faith and find us on all social media platforms under Crystal Addis or Braided Faith. We look forward to connecting with you.